episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. Mo Money, Mo Taxes, Jivanisi. And joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co-host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fiebert. Hey, man. How's Sup? business? Um, Sup? We talked for like, I don't know, 15 hours this week. So yeah, we did. Feeling yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. You are? I feel like we um, had some good ideas and then we... Mm-hmm. Uh, tightened it and then came up with something unlike us in that i believe it's realistic i i feel i feel like like uh, last year you're like um so this lasso thing we're gonna launch it uh january 1st i'm like matt we can't do it it's impossible (laughs) like so like january 1st like no and like okay we're doing it (laughs) all right yeah is it done yet uh no um yeah we did i i do feel pretty like confident in mm-hmm. the plan that we have for for lasso and the things that we've done we also this week in the last week which uh, on moneylab.co you can find we took your we took a product mm-hmm. that you had built a few years ago we gave it a makeover, makeover. and we're kind of just <laughs> we're just kind of <laughs> sitting on it and seeing if it's uh if it'll increase revenue mm-hmm. we basically did a marco Limonis. we we did a we went into a struggling business and we 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 put some capital meaning time into you know cleaning up the store, rebranding it and then raise prices. And then raise the tell price. Tell you that increase margins. Yeah. We got increased margins. <laughs> it said yeah. at least initially it looks like it's working, but we'll we'll have to wait and yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about getting out of our own way when it comes to running our businesses. So before we get started, this episode is brought to you by Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. All right, we are talking about how we can get in the way of our business's mm. growth. And we talked a little bit about this a few weeks ago, and we wanted to turn this into an entire episode. We talked about it in that episode, about turning it into an episode of its own. This is that episode. And how do we make sure we don't get distracted, we don't overcomplicate things, and we don't derail the success of our businesses? And so um, do, you, do you think that you get in the, the way of your own business? Super to the max. 
And I would say mm-hmm. I would even let some of my family members even exponentially increase that. So like, what do you mean? They'll, they'll tell you like, that. um, things that I might do. I get talked down from doing because I, I yeah. like Andrew should do it. Why should someone else do it when Andrew can do it? Right. But how can you be self-aware that you get in your own way and yet still get in your own way? I'm only self-aware is, that, is because you know, you've been beating it into me for the past, like, I want to say like six months to the point where I, yeah, have, I mean, like you, you basically, I, you, you were telling me and I uh-huh. basically, I, I think my initial reaction to things like that, when you come like aggressive is I just kind of like, no, like I, I <laughs> not true. Or I just don't really take it super seriously as I've been thinking about it. Um, think you're right and, and perhaps it leads into you, some of you, the conversations that we had this past week yeah I, I all right so one of those let's just let's just mm-hmm. call it what it is i think that you have the most recent and blatant example of getting in your own way is how you do episode prep for the list of money matters podcast it, it takes uh at least 40 percent of my week to yeah, that was a revelation for you. On yeah, because I never you, really like quantified it or thought about it like that. But yeah. I, I spend two full days doing the show. Yeah, and the show is a minority portion of our revenue, and it, mm-hmm. and listen, my matters is one business of multiple. But in your defense, it is the first thing in the online business space in your world that had, that actually saw success early. Yes. Like yes. it's the first it, thing, right? So it's like, it has a separate this, love and allure to it. Exactly. It, that's what some university is for me. Mm. Cause it's, it's the first thing that did well. So it's, it is my baby in a way. So right. it's, you know, I still, you just don't really love your baby. I love my baby. <laughs> I am proud of it. I was in a uh, lift last night and it's it's almost to the point where I hate taking lifts and Ubers now because they want to talk to you or they're mm-hmm. supposed to talk to you. I think it's part of their like oh, oh they're supposed to. I think it's part of their thing. When I get in alone, I'm the one who already has earbuds in. I say hi and I'm like that's, using my phone. Uh, that's so smart because I got you know every time the last three lifts that I got in, they're like, "What do you do for a living?" And I'm like, "Oh no," because they're all entrepreneurial. Because mm-hmm. you you know you don't drive a Lyft or an Uber without like having some sort of like, this is, I'm being my own boss type of attitude and feeling. So either they're pitching you their idea or you tell them what you do. And then they're like, Oh, you got to teach me how to do that. I'm like, well, that's never going to happen because I'm, this is my stop. It's like, yeah, we have 30 seconds left and And next time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was my, that was my lift, but it got to, you know, in the, in the bright side of it and the less negative side of it is I got to explain and sort of brag about the last, you know, 10 to 12 years of my life. Like, and he's like, Oh, you were really smart. I'm like, yep. Thank you. Thank you. Usually I'm like, Oh no, nah, I'm not that smart. No, You're I was like, like damn yeah. right. The smartest yeah, person you've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, yeah. So you, you, yeah. Being that it's your baby, you tend to have a weird sort of ownership over mm. it. And you believe that you're the only one who can do the thing because you were the factor that made it successful in the first place. And so giving that 
you know, giving that off to somebody else, like you're worried that it'll tank or it won't do as well as when you had it in your control. At least that's the way I look at it because. Yeah. And, and it, it's not about necessarily the, the numbers wise, you know, if it makes yes, the money or whatever, you but it, it's, I, th- I think it's just, more, you described like the emotional piece. Yeah. And, and for you with the podcast, that makes a ton of sense. And you need, it's almost like, this is why I, I don't have a mentor. And I, I was on a show, um, I think I was doing, I get asked a question about like, who is your mentor? Like who or who were your mentors in this online business space? And I'm like, I don't, I never had one that I would call a mentor. I'd be like, oh, like he's my mentor. They are my mentor or whatever. But I was like, I have friend tours. That's the way I put posted. It. I was like, I have you and I have Steph that like, I get to bounce my thought processes and ideas off of. And you and, you know, you guys both have business acumen that are like, and know me on a personal level where you could say that's stupid or here's another way to think about it. Mm. And that was in my, in my viewpoint, when I was doing swim university, I had just moved out to Colorado and I was making good money with it. I, I was definitely over a hundred thousand a year at that point. And I was like, no, and I, this is what I, the story that I told you the other day was like, I'm like, I was, I remember where I was. I remember sitting in an Airbnb and I was like, nobody can write about pool algae the way that I can. Like nobody can do that. I am the only person who knows pool algae in my head. Like I know how to get rid of it. I also know how to write the way that I write. And that is what led to the success of swim university. And so therefore like, how could like, where am I going to find somebody who knows both of those things and can do it in the way that you do with the finesse and understand all of the details on the peripheral. Right. Right. But that's insane because that's me saying that and thinking that I am some magical being who who is the only person in the world who can do this it's just no one's ever thought of it or given the chance to do it so therefore like how could you ever assume that now it may take them a while to get into it but but steph was basically she was like that's idiotic i was like what do you mean she's like i i i want to say also real quick that maybe you're not giving the the debate like the internal debate enough justice because um no like you're not special and I, yes. I don't think that I ever was like, I'm so special. No, Look I don't think me. I ever said that either. But, yeah. you know, a lot of it was, you know, and it's not that like no one else, we just did an episode on gold. And it's not like no one else could research gold for Listen Money Matters, but it's like all of my weird quirk, whatever, this and that, which is what the success kind of is. Like the same uh-huh. with the way you approach pools and just any money lab and stuff. Like yeah. no one can do all that or no one is that. And, and it needs sure. that bucket collectively to work or not. Right. And that's and, sort of that. That's the thought process is like, maybe you're, maybe you're putting too much value on your decision-making and personality alone. And by not letting somebody else share their ideas, which are going to be different and you may not agree with, but actually might work out better for the business in the long term, which is why, you know, we, you, you and I are both fans of the profit, the show we are, we're going to be talking about the profit almost in every episode now, because it's literally like how I wind down at night. I watch, I, I do business shit all day. And then we watch an episode of the profit and it's just like, 
it's actually so true. And then also kind of so sad. It's like, I do business all day. And then I make myself a nice Manhattan. I sit down on the couch and I watch more business shit. (laughs) (laughs) It is the true, it is a true hobby. And they all, and it's, I know that they dramatize it. It's reality television, whatever. But those, those people are actively fighting Marcus and it's Marcus really is easy com- when you're on the outside looking in like, yeah. like these people are crazy like what, yeah what are they doing yeah but you, but here we are literally doing the same thing mm. but we don't have uh, Marcus going like I'm a hundred percent in charge <laughs> you know like that's not how he talks but you know he's much more he gentler does. about it but he is yeah. 100% in charge but that's the thing like that is I I look I no, like after that conversation with Steph where she was like, that's idiotic. You do know, like literally anybody can write about pools because all it takes is research and guidance. Mm. Like it's, it's not like I can just hand it off to somebody and they're going to do exactly what I do. They're not, they're going to do something slightly different. And either I have to be okay with that or I have to at least direct it a little bit, you know, like, and what they could do could be even better, you know? a hundred percent like a director of a movie doesn't go, you know what? Let me do all the parts unless you're Eddie Murphy, you know, but you you know, let, let me do all the parts. Like you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. But sometimes in the director's chair, you, you bring somebody in and they do it different than what you had in mind. And you were like, Whoa, shit, like different that. And sometimes those moments can literally change the entire direction of a movie. And especially in TV, you bring in, I know like in Arrested Development, they brought in um, the, the um, like George Bluth and that character wasn't supposed to be a big part, but he did so well that they started writing the show in his direction, hmm. you know? So it's like that, that certainly happened. And, and when I brought on my first writer to do, you know, to do something on Swim University, I just sent, I sent him one, one topic and I was like, just try it. I don't know. Like. I'm going to keep an open mind. And that's what Marcus always says. Keep an open mind. And he brought me back an article. And I was like, huh. I was like, how the hell did you know that this did that? And he's like, uh, I Googled it. <laughs> it's like, of course, because that's what people do. Mm. And perhaps he found it on some university, you know, but yeah. it doesn't, you know, it's still. And then you can create a style guide. You can create a feel and a tone. Like when you read something like what's that the skim Mm. they literally have a persona of the skim girl yeah and every writer just writes like the skim girl it's different writers they literally can't keep up with and if one writer disappeared like you'd be so fucked as a business so in this in the case of of some university like that was a huge turning point i was like oh shit there are other people who can do this too and i think for and you've uh, you obviously know that in other parts of the business, like you're not. It's not like you are doing everything, and we're not doing everything ourselves. You know, or we've onboarded whatever. people, but yeah. I, but it was often things that I did begrudgingly, or mm-hmm. you know, didn't think I was like. I, I never thought I'd be good at audio related things, so that was like a hot potato that I maybe yeah. touched for a hot second, right? Know? And. What, so how do you feel about this idea of starting? And I'll just, I'll use that as a as a uh, an out for you. Mm. Uh, starting to let go of the of a process that you've held so close to the chest. 
So, so it already feels better knowing that I've mentally committed to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've had it work elsewhere, but but I think like uh, you you mentioned something, and I don't want to glaze over it because I think it is like the 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 gold. It's mm. it's um documentation. So yeah, uh, I was in tech for a while, and you know you have to write docs, and like you always hate writing docs, and like if your boss asks you to write a doc, you're like you just get like angry because like sure. there's a million other more valuable things you could do than write docs. Yeah. And um, I never really documented anything. I had maybe checklists of things. Sure. Spreadsheets. Yeah. You had showed me your Asana setup and you had showed me like how you laid out your documentation. Mm -hmm. And it just made a lot of sense to me. Like I felt like I needed a tool to buy to, I don't know, house it or something. Yeah. Yeah. I I couldn't see what it would be like completed. And then you showed me yours. And so we documented writing and then we got writers and, you know, we do- we're like, we just been like documenting everything. And now like I'm literally doing that with the QuickBooks stuff and yeah, it just it's plug and play. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it's, and if you document even not just the, t- the task at hand, obviously some things do not need finessing, you know, uh, you know, doing customer returns as an example, like you go, you go into a system, you click a button return done, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't require finesse, whereas writing or any sort of creative project for doing video editing or any sort of content that does require finesse. And guess what? You kind of have to write that, you know, like, and I, it's so kind of strange to sit there and diagnose your own writing style or your own video or your own comedy or humor mm-hmm. and go, Hey, you can look back at yourself. Like you are a patterned, everyone's pattern in some way. No one's like, completely creative every single time we all have like our quirks and so you can write those down which may seem sterile but it's true and at least the next person who comes in to write for swim university it's like hey you know what we do we do pun filled headlines Mm. that's kind of our thing because we make sure the pun works but it's also a keyword strategy right yeah it's like oh it makes the headline fun but it's also good for seo so and it makes it like different than everybody else. I, I also kind of feel like you might not know like what you even do or what you even do that's good. Yeah. Until like you document it. Like, yeah, you, you just realize like you, I'm all over the place, you know, or, or <laughs> right. like I don't even know that this is I'm putting this thing into it. That sucks mm-hmm. that we could yeah. we could stop doing that. And so like, right. It kind of like like just documenting it. I think like saves you time in doing yeah. it. And and you're right too. Like the documentation and, and where, where the documentation gets housed is actually the most important because there are times where I will document something and then it just lives in a folder somewhere on Google drive or on my desktop and, like, and, and it never gets used. In Evernote, it's dead. It's dead, it's dead. a week dead later because you yeah. created a hundred more notes. Like if it is yep. not surfaceable, like it's not useful. Yeah. So, with Asana, which is what I use, and you mentioned that before, yeah, I just I actually create a project for each team. So Swim University has its own project called Tutorials and Resources, mm. and that project is literally just a a bucket for my processes. Really, my just to videos. prove my sales chops, I just yeah. want to. You know, mention that this is all detailed in MoneyLab.co slash 
Asana. Asana. <laughs> Thank you. You can buy the Asana for Bloggers course. And here's what I'll say right now. I did. Which is not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I did. <actually. laughs> um, we were we we're going to improve it. So the price is going up in the next month. Mm. And I will send an email out, but that's going to happen because I want to improve it. I, you know, the document. Yeah. Asana is just great because we figured out a way to use the entire, the, that's where my team lives. Mm. We just, if it's not in Asana, doesn't get done. The process evolves. Like you figure out how to make it like better and. Yeah. And you, fl- and it's flexible enough to like bend it to your will. And my will was like, oh, why don't we just put everything here? <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That, that works. It's easy enough. No, our whole podcast runs through Asana. Oh, like everything the, runs the, through. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, yeah, I, where do do you have any place else in your business that you feel or that you've been told that you've gotten in your own way that you're like, Oh, you're the reason this is not growing. So dumb, dumb. Yeah. So I, so I kind of feel like there's been a lot of pieces. Um, you know, the podcast is the one that takes the most of my time. Um, it took me a while Mm. to get emails off my back. Um, and, and I, you still don't have that. It's completely. still not completely off my back. And and to be honest, like you, we were talking like, I want to say last week or this week, and you just in passing mentioned your SOP for emails. Yeah. You're yeah. your, like your standard operating procedure. And I've been really just kind of thinking on that a bit. Like, I think that like, okay, I, I was telling you like in this, in intercom, we have like maybe 147 open things right now and like yeah. 50 whatever are assigned to me. And this is because I'm at the bottom, like the end of the funnel. It has to filter through like everyone else and then still a third of them make it to me. And that is more descriptive of like my inability to convey what needs to be done than I'm the only one on the team that is capable of saying, you know, this is where this is or do this or we don't do business with like porn companies or like <laughs> right. just basic shit. Yeah. It well, so that signifies to me that your filter sucks mm. because in in the pool space to to tie it back like if if you are if dirt is getting through your filter system and being pushed back into your pool, then you don't have enough filter media. You don't have enough. Your your SOP is not, if, if it's a filter cartridge, and this is a terrible analogy for anybody who doesn't understand how filtration works, but you're, you don't have enough blocks in your SOP to stop it from getting to you. People and understand so, car analogies. It's like trying to drive with a potato in the exhaust pipe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, so, so in, in your case, and then this is this has happened to me. Like we set up the SOP originally because I was trying to get out of doing emails for Swim University. Because again, one of those places that you and I have the same issue with not even getting in our own way, but honestly thinking we're the only ones who are capable of doing this job, which ends up limiting us from growing the business because all our time is being taken up in this one area. And it was the the, the original SOP we put down, it wasn't a good filter. You know, like I still had a lot of emails coming. Like what would happen is people would email a question. It would, you know, you know, my, my, um, so Stacy who, who runs the customer service department, she has this SOP. She goes through all the steps. Okay. The steps didn't work. So therefore it goes to Matt. Like that's, I'm the last piece of the funnel, Mm -hmm. obviously. And 
So then, but the thing is, it's like, so I would get an email and instead of just answering it and finishing the task, I would look at it and go, okay, like, let me go into the SOP first and, and add a filter or add more to it that would filter out future emails like this, Mm. you know? So then that starts to stop. And still I do get a few things that leak through. They always do. But if I catch them and, and improve the SOP, like build the filter up, then it might, it gets, it becomes less and less over time. And on top of that, there was one real crucial like step that I took, uh, that saved me so much time. And it was sort of an aha moment, which was is this lasso? the way we, what <laughs> I said, is this lasso? No, <laughs> no. Wait, wait, what I did was with the email thing, Stacy would, if, if, if it had to get to me, I asked her to star the email in Gmail, like mm-hmm. star it, you know, and then create a task for me in Asana to say, hey, go into your email and check it because they're starred things. And I would do that three times a week. And so the problem with that is then I am forced to go into Gmail, find the star things, answer them, but then I'm in Gmail now. Mm. So I'm like, well, I'm here. You know, it's like answer this yeah. email. Oh, what's this? What's this email over here? Uh, that's, that's like so a really I, good point. I would just, I would become out of control. I'd just read things. Yeah, and... you would just, yeah, because you're curious and it's your business and you're like, oh, wait, somebody's got an, an advertising opportunity. What's this? And I click that email and it's like, now you're in a fucking like death spiral. Death spiral. Exactly. So what I had her do was I was like, oh, I'd never want to go into Gmail. Mm-hmm. So she's creating me the task in Asana anyway. I was like, just copy and paste the email and put it in the description. Mm. And then I answer the email in the comment. And then she just copy and paste what I write and sends it to them. Then you could just do it quickly on your phone. You don't have to get I could do it sucked on, into yep. whatever. Yep. I, I do it right in Asana. I never leave Asana. And it's like, I check, I check you know, I, she assigns it to me. I write the comment and then I assign it back to her and I'm done. I've answered an email and I never have to go into email. You know, it's it's actually not like the the thing that you came up with is is not like super impressive. I think it's just yes. the thought and the the intention behind it. Mm-hmm. Because a little thing like that, it's like a nominal extra work. And I, to be honest, I would probably not ask for that. I wouldn't even. I'd be like, I could just do it. Like, sure. I'm not gonna take be me real. Two, it'll take me two seconds. That's like the right. thing that I always say. I'll just. But take it me takes two her two seconds. Also, right. You know. Because like she just copy and paste whatever. It's it's actually, it's a great way to to think about it, to to stay out of kind of. The it just take, yeah, it takes time. You know, you have to do it one step at a time. It wasn't like I figured that out immediately, and I'm some sort of like, you know, process genius. I just was mm-hmm. like, hey, what if I did it this way? Let's try that for. Oh shit, that was that. Oh my god, that worked <laughs> like gangbusters. Um, so you like ten years of toiling in the online space to you know, right. All right, so I have I have something that I kind of want to discuss. Um, what? So there's a there's a few things I have in the notes here, and I want to get I want to get to all of it. But one of the questions is, what do you do when you find yourself wearing too many hats? Right. I don't know that I've ever known that, in, unless someone has told me. I think it just is. It's like hat creep. Yeah, but the question is. What all right, so the thing that 
the specific problem that I have right now, and we talked about this before, but I'm going to, I'm going to use something very specific. So I know that I can get traffic to swim university by doing Pinterest, right? Okay. I, I maybe I'm knowing where you're going, but, but go on. And I started doing Pinterest and I started putting up pins myself. Cause I'm like, I'm going to do this for myself for a little bit. And then I'm going to hire somebody to do this. And a couple of the pins took off and I just sort of know that that would work if I just dedicated somebody to that. But I can't bring myself to actually pay somebody to do that and grow the business the same way that we both agree that our businesses should be making videos. And yet somehow we are, is that, do you think we're getting in our own way about that? You're saying like, as opposed to like letting someone else do Pinterest and scaling that up or, or just doing your own videos. I guess I'm saying like, there are, there are things I kind of, all right, I'm trying to look at it. Like if somebody were to come into my, if a consultant came into swim university or ACE media as a whole and looked at everything and said, Oh, you're being like, how come you're not doing this? I'm like, Oh, because that sucks. And they're like, well, you are losing out on so much money and blah, blah, blah. So for example, why are you not running Facebook ads? Well, because I tried running Facebook ads and it didn't work and fuck Facebook all day. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, you're just being, you're just, you're blocking yourself from, from, from doing the thing that your business actually needs. And to sort of, um, align that with the profit again, did you watch the episode of Bentley's corner barkery? The pets, the pet chain. Oh yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so in that, I watched it last yesterday, which is why I'm bringing it up, but he, he has you know, like a million she, updates on it. He, he loves, yeah, he that loves one. that. Cause it's a huge yeah. success for him, but he yeah. basic. So the woman who started it wanted to only serve healthy pet food to her stores. And so he made her create a mission statement of like what exactly that is. And then he took her to a pet food, you know, distributor and he kept pointing out these pet foods because they wanted to offer lower priced options. And she was like, well, that pet food company sucks because blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yes, but this bag of food they make fits your brand guidelines. And she's like, yes, but the company as a whole, they make other food that sucks. And therefore I don't want to give them money. He's like, yes, but that's a double standard because now you're, you know, so he basically Hmm. like unfucked them from their own blockages because of their own. Do you think you have any of those things? Oh, for sure. And, And are we, and are we being, are we getting in our own way? And should we maybe look at something that's like other people are doing that we're not doing out of maybe principle or because we're like, meh, it's not going to work. You know, um, there are like advertisers that Mm -hmm. I just am not excited about or they, or they are slightly annoying. Yeah. And I'm just, I just, I'm like, no, like I'm just not, you know, like, um, I actually don't want to say any names. Sure. Okay. Companies, <laughs> but fair. like, um, I think, uh, or, or like videos, for example, I have chewed your ear off specifically about how I think listen, my matters needs to do videos. I have ideas on how we could do it, but I can't do videos. And then, um, you know, I just, I guess I would rather deal with other things. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me 
phrase it this way. Just because you can do something or think you should do something, does that even mean you should? Mm. And is the answer always outsourcing or is it saying no? Because uh, you've read Essentialism, right? You love that book? Yeah. So I follow the guy who wrote that on Twitter and he had, or I think it was him or, or James Clear, both of which I know you like, said one of the greatest strategies is saying no. One of the greatest business strategies is saying no, right? It's it's funny you say that because okay. um, Laura I'm not often what I'm not laughing. <laughs> Laura often tells me that I love to waste my time. Like I like it's like a hobby of mine <laughs> is to waste my time. Uh huh. And I'll, I'll give you like two two examples. So one, there was this website that I saw, and the guy. Well, I'm not. I'm really not going to say any names or anything. Fair. And I, I I just saw such an opportunity. And I was like, I, I, Laura, we could buy this for like five or 10,000 and we would just be like stealing the internet. And so I go, I email the guy. First of all, I'm now opening this Pandora's box of a of thing. Of course. Yep. Right. And then the guy doesn't want to. And long story short, I wind up getting on Skype with him and we're talking. And now we're maybe making a business together. And so, wow. like, this is, this is the example of like Andrew out of control mm. or, or another one. Is so we, um, we we hired a senior writer for Listen Money Matters, and he's awesome, and I'm working together to train him and blah blah blah, and uh, someone that I know in the personal finance space for a very long time texted me, and was like, "Did you hire for this spot?" And I know that they work for somebody that I am curious about how their insides of their business work, and I right. was I was telling Laura, I'm like, you know. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna reply on the face. I'm going to see if we could jump on Skype and we could talk and maybe I can get some information, you know? And she's like, you love wasting time. And I, I guess I think that I see opportunities, but I wind up just kind of, I already know what the end result is going to be, mm. you know? Well, you certainly are an, an opportunity junkie. Yes. <laughs> That's what you are. Yeah. And I am not. Which is weird. But like, I I could barely handle the SaaS things we have going on now. Right. And before we jumped on, I literally figured out the problem with the SaaS thing that we were going to create next. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm yeah, you're right. So how stop. do you So this is also I guess part of what's called the shiny object syndrome, right? Mm. Which is I used to make fun of you for that. And you think I've gotten better? Yeah, you've got you've you've gotten you've definitely gotten better. Do you, you think to, I, go ahead? Uh, no, I was gonna say, uh I, I don't see you I see you rather con- contained within your brands. Before, if someone was like, Hey, I need someone to design an ebook cover, you'd be like, I am there. Yeah, if someone right. needed, you know, you to like make a survivalist membership platform, you'd be like I've been dreaming about it. Right. <laughs> right. It's already done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you, so another word for this idea of the, it's shiny object syndrome, which is like, yeah. uh, you know, people asked me why I did, why I teamed up with you to do lasso when I had vowed after doing spruce that I was like, never going to do software again. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, because, it's not. I wasn't doing. No one can again. whisper sweet nothings in your ear like me. No, that's, pretty, that's <laughs> that might be true. Yeah, uh, there's some truth to that. But also, I'm not doing the software. Like I'm not 
It's not me. Like I'm yeah. doing the thing that I'm good at, which is I love the UX UI marketing side of SaaS. I just dislike very much building and coding and customer service and those things. That's and not so, your jam. It's not my jam. But at least I get to do the thing that I like to do. And it's and I'm not a full-time person. Like it's a, I'm very part-time, sort of. And and so it's you know, I, I don't know, but that it is a shiny object, but it doesn't mean I'm neglecting my other things because I've I've said no a lot last year to a bunch of new things, even sold something off to sort of like get rid of the things that were on my plate that weren't working as well as I wanted them to, or were just ended up costing me more money than I thought, you know, I need to spend. Mm. And so Last year, when I decided to go, okay, what does my company do? What am I good at? What do I want to do? Where can we cut expenses? Where can we just focus on these three brands, build them, create a solid foundation? Because in the end, like you can't franchise. I can't franchise what I'm doing if I don't have a solid foundation on what I mm. do, right? So I've just been, last year was the big takeaway of like me doing that. Plus, I think also starting to homebrew, oddly enough, sort of kind of made me think more about my free time right, right. a little differently. Because it's like, oh, my only thing that I ever did was I had, you know, this being on a computer is like a hobby for me. But now I have another one. So it's like, oh, well, I want Saturday to just brew. So it's uh, like. That's su that is such uh, a good point because this whole Listen Money Matters online thing for me was a hobby yeah. that and was viewed as such and was pretty much viewed as such up and until it became full time, but I never quite shifted. And so I allowed this hobby to slowly eat up to 24 hours a day of my time right? and never like readjusted, you yeah. know, because I was not looking at it properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... And and also like cutting expenses was really important for me too because I'm like well, and 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 actually doing like analysis mm. of your business you know like I started to implement like last year I implemented that website optimization experiment where I have the Google Data Studio and I'm like look this is where traffic is coming in, and this is where traffic is not coming in and that was like it was like Pinterest had some and it was good but it also didn't change like. Mm. I did I did nothing and it's and it remained the same. Just like with SEO, like I did nothing and it remains the same if not grow. So I'm like, do I really need to invest a crazy amount into this or can I do it slowly or can I not do it at all and maybe focus on something else to diversify my income and does it have to be me that does it? And do I even have to outsource something? Yeah. I don't know. Like all of those decisions are like I just think for me, I certainly get in my own way, but I've I think I've learned more to sort of let others take the wheel for a while, and then I always adjust. But I think that that's less about the actual acts of doing that, and more about personal mindset. Like you kind of have to be okay with like letting go, you know, and mm. trusting a pilot, or you know, to fly the airplane, and 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 that you're not going to die. And it's like, you can still kind of like keep an eye on things from a distance, but at a certain level, like if you just let go of the wheel and let somebody else like handle it, whether it's the way you're going to do it yourself or not, I mean, I don't write or have any process the way Michelle does, but I kind of just let her do her thing because 
it's just way easier on both of us if that's true. Dude, it's so true because if I'm in the car and I know the driver, I will be like judgmental and or nervous or whatever about driving, but yeah. yet I will wanton get in a stranger's car who I've never met before and not even look or give a shit. Like, obviously, it's the safest. I'm just going to right. whatever. It's, it's more of like a context. Thing. Yes. And it's and it's and you know, you are not. I think the, the, the interesting part, like for me, driving is like I am a good driver. I love driving. I am a safe driver. I am always judging other people's driving. Mm. Right. Um, whereas you don't, you don't drive that often. You're probably not like going like, why is he slowing down here? Like, what are you doing? Speed up. Like you're, you know, so I think like I have to mentally let go of that judgmental control, which is because I'd have no control. Like I literally don't have control. Mm. So it's like, why am I wasting my brain power trying to control something that is uncontrollable? You and know? I think the thing is like, if say you brought in the writer and you train them or whatever, you brought mm -hmm. the person into your team and it just wound up being difficult and not working. You could always find another person. Yes. And then you have built the process and everything. And you may even have a better idea of who you want because you at least now know who you don't want. Exactly. Yeah, totally. And, and also you kind of have to, at least I think like one of the more helpful things that I did two years ago was when I read traction and we sat down in my living room and sort of said like, what does ACE media, which is essentially what owns swim university. like, what does swim university do? Mm. What do we do? Like, like, you know, what, you know, there's a million things we could do, but what do we currently do? We currently write blog posts. We get traffic through SEO and we sell two educational products and we have an affiliate marketing thing. It's like, it's pretty fucking simple. And it's like, all right, yes, we can do a bunch of other things, but essentially, why don't we just double down on that whole business model? We've already built it. It works. It's clearly successful. So like, why not go, okay, well, that means we're a publishing company that educates. Yeah. It's that simple. You know, it's like, okay, well then do, should we build software to no, because <laughs> that's not what your company does, you know? So that's like, that's why we started another company. And it's like, that company is not going to you know, do blogs, it's going to do, or do affiliate marketing. It's going to build tools for those things. Yeah. And that was so, even a hard decision was yeah, because you want to do all the things with everything. Right. Right. So Not you like just in general, in general. Um, so what do you think like right now, how do you make sure that we don't get in our own way in the future? Like, what do you think you got to do? And, and how do you think, yeah, like, what do you think you have to do? Uh, I think that um, this whole, like, visibility or transparency movement, whether it's, like, salaries or whatever, is, like, really good mm -hmm. in that I need to be more transparent with where I'm putting my time, perhaps really not, not like, I, I have, like, trackers on my computer, but they just, like, tell me what I do. They don't tell me, like, why I'm doing these things or... Mm -hmm. I, I think just uh, looking at it and perhaps sharing it with like you, Laura, whomever, you know, can properly judge me and tell me that's ridiculous because I may look at it and still think that it is worthwhile. Yeah. You know, um, 
I, I, you know, I, I think it's not all that different than like spending, you know, whether it's spending mm-hmm. in the business, personal spending, you know, or, or spending your time, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're going to become like really, uh, militaristic about it and you got it under control and you're just going to drift and it's just going to creep in because you're going to feel good because now you spend nothing. It's only what, what is necessary. So you have some money to like put here and there and it's just, you have to have like a, a habit or a process where every month or whatever, you're just going to review it. Yeah. It's going to call into question what you're doing. Well, I, you know, I talked about this yesterday on a different podcast I was on, but money lab, when I started money lab, the idea that like we were going to do challenges sort of created this like weird byproduct of now I look at everything that way. I I said yesterday, literally the only way to get you on board with something is to pitch it as an experiment. <laughs> right. A challenge or an experiment on Money Lab. But if you like the way we talked about how we were going to market Lasso mm-hmm. and what we're essentially going to do is create a, a a Money Lab experiment or a Money Lab challenge where we're going to try to we're going to try to like reach a certain MRR in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you lay that out there and go, okay, we have three months, we have six months, whatever it is. You're like, well, now all of a sudden you're like, well, all the things that I was going to do, well, that's actually not going to bring us to that number. If we, in six months, like we need something. You said three months, you're worrying me. Well, I (laughs) I always chop things in half. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, if I had to do it in three months, it's like, well, it like, for example, we were like, we we're going to start a, we're going to start a blog. We're going to do a lot of SEO. We are both very good at SEO. It made a lot of sense that we do that. So one, we did something good, which was like, hey, let's do the thing that we're actually good at, right? right? Which is SEO. And then we, and then you put the timeline on it, and you're like, well, well hold on, um, like we know also because we're good at SEO, we know that you're really not going to be able to build a meaningful amount of traffic within the first three to six months. And by, and if you did it in three months, now you only have three months left of the challenge and you have to do all of the work really at the last half. So that wouldn't mm-hmm. be smart for us to do. So it's like, oh shit. Well, now we have to think of another, like we can still do that as part of the, the, the challenge. It's just, we can't bank on it to, re- to help us reach our goal. So it just makes you think about it makes you, it forces prioritization. I got it. I got it. So what we did or, or what the experiment is, is essentially a bunch of just self-made constraints, mm-hmm. you know, and then, then we're forcing ourselves to like figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like anytime I've had these like sort of constraints, I tend to do much better. Yeah. And uh, so maybe you need to just put some constraints on your time like you can't spend more than 20 percent of your time on anything yeah you know or yeah i was gonna say too like you you pointed out this yesterday which made me even think because we had the time constraint which does one thing Mm. then you were like yeah like if i had an idea on how we could you know market something you're like yeah but anybody could do that Mm. and so you know we can pay somebody to do that what are you uniquely good at that most that other people are too but like you are good at that like you are a valued asset in this and that phrase should permeate through everything like you know anybody can it turns out anybody can really write not everybody but you know other people can write articles 
you know, yeah. on Swim University, Brew Cab, and other things, right? Other people can do video, but like there's stuff that like I can do that is super unique that I kind of have to do. For instance, podcasting. Like I can do this very well, and it's my and it's something I enjoy doing, but I don't need to do all the other things that right. go around this, right? You're, you're it's the like, talent. I'm the yeah, in this case, yes, I am the talent. The same thing could happen with video. The same thing could happen with, you know, website design. Like, I'm like, look, I just, I'm just innovative. Like I'm willing to push myself to be incredibly innovative in this one area that most people, or we literally couldn't pay somebody enough to be that innovative. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, that is a unique talent or unique skill set to just you. And so when you said that, I'm like, you're right. Let's utilize that at least in the beginning. And then after we've created it, like true entrepreneurs do, where you build the business first and then you leave it to everybody else and then you go and do the next thing. Mm. What is those, what are, what are those assets that only, you know, you and I possess? Let's, let's do all that upfront work like crazy and then hire the team to kind of keep it moving, keep it going. You know, it would be awesome mm. is if we do this experiment, which you will outline in a yeah. separate thing, you know, and at the end, there's perhaps another experiment on literally ejecting ourselves from <laughs> the majority yeah. of the work, yeah, you know, so that we could just r rinse and repeat because right. we're really good at the first 12 months yeah. of whatever. And not that we can't do the other years, but we're really, really good at that first 12 months. And that's the idea. Like we get, we get in our own way yeah, at that moment. And it's like, dude, get out. Ah, that idea excites me. I know. Of like, of like ejecting from everything after 12 months. I mean, like Dude, you can still be involved, but. Oh, you have to be, you have to be a CEO. Yeah. Right. But imagine like the CEO of Comcast, you know, like just on a massively major company hmm. or just fucking Bezos, right? Like just a massive He's one dude. You know he's not micromanaging everything. He is doing like super, super high level stuff because he's created so many processes in the beginning and his team has created processes and, you know, it just sort of multiplies like a cell, yeah. you know? Like most of the shit he has no idea of and he's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. We did sure. that. Like, we did that? Oh, we made a, a fire stick? Huh, all right, cool. It's like there are robots in our warehouses now? Cool. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. Um. So... Yeah, I mean, I guess anything else you want to say about getting out of our own way before we? I mean, easier said than done, and I guess yeah, just, right, right. Everyone's probably in their own way, you know, already. I, I think there's like few people that aren't. Yeah, and just I gotta, guess you have to. It's a mindset change. It's not really like it's a mindset change. It's processes. It's trust. It, dude. If I oh, look, go watch the fucking profit. Yeah, just go watch it because yeah, it is. Just the the information that you get from it. He doesn't uh, he doesn't really do online business at, at all, but mm. it's basic shit. I've been watching Pretty like clips of him on YouTube, and he specifically said because one of the people asked like, "Why don't you invest in technology things?" And he's like, "I don't understand it." Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he just can't do things what, he doesn't understand. Yeah, he invests in what he knows in, yeah. which is why a lot of his businesses are all the same. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I want to thank, and I'm gonna look. I want to thank uh, Guido. De Bruggen. Guido de Bruggen. Mm. Guido de Bruggen. That's what I'm that's what I'm going with. For sending in my new middle name, Mo Money, Mo Taxes. How do you spell Bruggen? 
B R U G. Oh, uh, all right, sorry, I mixed it up. B R U I J N. Huh. Bruin, I would imagine so Bruin. It's, it, it's uh, a Dutch surname meaning the brown. Ah. So it, it was, I guess, Guido the Brown. There you go. Uh, hey, just email me and make sure I said that right. <laughs> phonetically spell it out. Um, want to make sure I get it right on future episodes. Uh, of course, I want to thank you, Andrew, my man, Drew, for joining me on this and every episode of Money Lab. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Head over to moneylab.co to read more about our business experiments and challenges like the one we just launched together, which was the, uh, what was it, Total total SaaS Makeover, something mm. like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and email matt at moneylab.co with topics you'd like us to discuss on future episodes of the show. And feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion while you're at it. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, yeah. Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, please leave a review. Do you, do you listen to Vox? Yes. The pod- no. So they have this not podcast, the podcast, Today Explained. Yeah. And they made a song out of please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite platform. And really? Like, it totally like jolts you out of the normal thing. And you're like, oh, yeah. All right. They did all this work. I guess I'm going to leave a review. <laughs> oh, all right. Maybe we'll do that. We already did the uh, I hope you guys are enjoying our uh, new podcast ads, our, our produced podcast ads. So we oh, do yeah. we do that. We do some sort of production on this yeah. show. It's not just it's not just bullshitting and talking. That's right. <laughs> there's, there's production that happens behind the scenes for sure. And speaking of a review, I want to read a review from Lisa M410. Are you ready for this? Yes. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? All right. Seriously brings a smile to my face as soon as I hear the intro music. Great topics, great discussions, super educational. Thank you, Lisa. And then like five eggplant emojis. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then just spam it with e- e- eggplant emojis. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs> Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>